welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined as always by my friend, Michael Wifford. Hey. So today, we're going to be hopping into another movie, this time with... Nimona. Nimona, from Netflix. Alright, so before we get into any details about the movie here, we're going to give out the typical reminders. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can get at us on Instagram, which is at Fantasy Rewind Pod. We're also on X, which is at Fantasy Rewind. And or you can send us an email, too. That works as well, which is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. Alright, without any farther delay, let's dive into the rewind. Okay. So, Dylan, Nimona, the Netflix film. Um, this film is based on a webcomic by N.D. Stevenson. And uh, it was actually, yeah, I said a webcomic, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was a webcomic and it won a whole bunch of uh, awards. And then in June 2015, 20th Century Fox Animation acquired the rights for this animated feature film adaptation. And Patrick Osborne was set to direct. But this film went through a lot. <laughs> Obviously, I said 2015 and it didn't come out until 2023. So let me take us on a little journey here, right? The film was being worked on. Blue Sky Studios actually took hold of it, which is the same studio that did like Ice Age and, uh, you know, a lot of that for Fox. And then um, they had scheduled Nimona to be released in 2020. But in 2019, Walt Disney purchased Fox or acquired Fox. And then this got pushed back to March 5th, 2021, and then January 14th, 2022. And then um, in uh, uh, about in 2020, actually, um, we had, well, sorry, in 2021, Disney that announced it was shutting down Blue Sky Studios and the production of the film was canceled. Now, there was... Some members of Blue Sky came out and said that Disney did, in fact, push continue to push this film back and was very resistant to it because of the LGBTQ characters and themes throughout the movie. Whether or not that's true, who knows. Uh, but eventually it was acquired by a different studio, Annapurna Pictures, and um, they were releasing it. They released it on Netflix in 2023, which is where we are. And so this did have the same voice cast that was going to be originally on it and everything else. It just came out a different avenue. It's pretty, pretty, pretty bumpy ride for Nimona. For sure. Yeah. But uh, what what were your thoughts on the film? Yeah. Overall. No, overall, I actually really liked it. I thought that it was lots of fun. Um, I'm a little biased because, you know, ever since Kick-Ass, I love Chloe Grace Moretz. I think that she is a very fun actress to like see her do like the action sequences in Kick-Ass and then the voice acting in Nimona which is like the character was perfect for her I thought I thought that the movie itself was very enjoyable and I was curious enough after watching it and I'm sure we'll get into this but to look up some of the original webcomic and like look at some of the history as far as that goes too but yeah, all in all, I really liked it. What were your thoughts on the movie? 
So having never read or looked up anything on the actual webcomic before, in fact, this webcomic was in like a to-be-purchased pile, if you will, um, or list for me, or to-be-read list at least. So I was very intrigued, and seeing the movie and seeing the premise, I was like, oh, this seems really cool. Now, I will say I was very, like, it took me a while to get started with it because I was like, oh, this seems like it's going to be so long. Once I turned it on, though, oh, man, it was just fantastic. Everything in this movie, you're right, um, voice acting was fabulous. The action sequences, the animation, all of it just hit for me. The themes in this movie were great. So overall, this this was this was probably my has is probably my favorite animated movie this year. Oh, awesome! Yeah, no, I was gonna Hands say down. like this movie. I was excited because the trailer for it looked good, but I think it surpassed all expectations I had for it as to oh, how good yeah. it was going to be. So I definitely was a fan. Hmm. Yes. If I were to like put this out of ten, this would be like a nine and a half <laughs> out of ten. Like it was so good. I'm just, I was blown away by just how awesome it was. Yeah, so let's dive into some of the things that we enjoyed the most about it, some of the things we enjoyed mm-hmm. the least, some of that stuff like there. So what was like, your, what were your favorite things about the movie there, Mike? Or do we, or wait, hold on, before we do that, do we want to give like a quick <laughs> yeah. synopsis of what happens within yeah. the movie? Not like a... It's probably, play, a, but, probably a good idea. Yeah. So in this movie, you have a disgraced knight um, who killed the queen, <laughs> allegedly. And you have this character, Nimona, who uh, sort of finds him and is like, I'm going to be your sidekick, and we're going to kill a bunch of people. <laughs> and the knight's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, that's not how we want to do things. And very resistant to Nimona assisting in any way, shape, or form, but... Uh, <laughs> Nimona is very a very special person, as in she's a shapeshifter. And the knight's name I forgot to mention is Ballister, uh, Boldheart. But yeah. yes, we'll we'll get into that in a second. There's some, yeah, we'll get to that. In a, yeah, but anyway, uh, at the beginning of the film, Ballister, who is a peasant or a commoner, is getting inducted into the. These knight, the legion of knights that protect the queen, that protect the realm from monsters outside. Um, like a dome. Yes. There's this giant wall, basically. I mean, if you were alive for 2020, you heard people talk about walls. This is sort of the same thing where the goal is to keep out monsters. You know, um, this kingdom apparently has some history, and there's apparently a knight from way, way back... Um, who banished the monsters originally and had a famous quote, which is pretty much the same quote from Gandalf, which is back to the darkness from whence you came. Yeah. I mean, they're scared of monsters who are on the wall. They have these knights. This is the first commoner who's getting inducted into it. When he goes to get knighted, he takes the sword. It shoots out a beam and kills the queen. And then everyone hates uh, Ballister. And Nimona is like, oh yeah, somebody I can sort of, you know, be similar with because she's a shapeshifter, also viewed as a monster. And yeah, they kind of get together. They go on an adventure to sort of prove his innocence. That's a really, really in-depth sort of, but not in-depth at all. 
intro. What do you want to add on to it, Dylan? Yeah, as far as just introduction, I thought that was fine. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that one of the things to keep in mind is that uh, this film is very diverse as well and very mm-hmm. um, promotional in a lot of its themes. And so, like, Ballister is gay. And he there's no big deal made about that, actually, within the knighthood. No. They just all hate great. him because he's uh, a commoner. Instead commoner. Instead of having, the, like, the knight royal blood or whatever. But he's yes. actually dating, like, the great-great-grandson of this famous knight woman who banished all these monsters and so there's like ambrosius golden Lord. yeah (laughs) the golden loin (laughs) i know that name i was just like dying when they were like golden loin i was just like oh i know uh but so there's there's all that going on and then nimona herself you know i say herself but she's a monster she can shapeshift and be anything she wants to be she portrays herself as a little girl for most of the movie um, however, she does shapeshift into multiple animals, a big old monster by the end of the movie. She tra- shapeshifts into boys, like whatever she wants to be, Nimona can be. And so, like, I just think, like, by and large, like this movie, you know, did a, a really great job at like making a very inclusive fantasy environment for anybody that wants to see representation of themselves within there because if you look it's there no matter what you identify as no matter Mm -hmm. anything like that it's uh but it goes well beyond that too like it's not i don't feel like it like hits you over the head and like tried to like shove it down your throat in a way that was not natural everything flowed so naturally that like you didn't even like feel out of place like watching any of it. You're like, oh, this is happening. Oh, th- he's gay. Oh, this is going on. Like it was all flowed so yeah. nicely that it just seemed like a great, a great blend of so many themes and fantasy, of course, as well. Couldn't agree more with that statement. And I think Nimona is honestly the biggest. It is Nimona sort of staple of that. Sure. That character is a representation for gender fluidity. Yep sexual fluidity i mean you could take it any which way you wanted to but it the how this film just sort of packaged these themes and delivered it to the audience was like you said so nicely done it wasn't beating you over the head but it was really pushing this message of you know acceptance right and um even even if you're in this society which they are where they haven't had that. They've had prejudice against, mm-hmm. you know, there's classism. Yeah. And then there's also like prejudice against the unknown. Right. Against the monsters. Nimona. Yeah. Um, and this is all started from Glorith, who is, like you said, this is the original legendary knight, Glorith. Um, and the mistake, if you want, or the judgment she made way back in the past that they've just followed her rules and her doings blindly for centuries and they didn't even know why really you know and nobody questioned the why and that was something that was brought up in this movie and i thought it was just so well done because really it's a letter to like you shouldn't just accept things because that's the way it is right right you know and you shouldn't um treat people differently just because they look different act different or identify differently no, and I think like the themes that really hit hardest and I thought were done the best or done the most justice rather in the movie 
were the themes of acceptance of others, no matter like what you said, no matter how they identify. And then also just question everything. Like don't accept the status quo, disrupt <laughs> rules. If you feel they're in, they're unjust, you know, go mm-hmm. out there and, you know, if you get told a rule you don't agree with, ask why, why do I need to follow this? And I think the movie did a great job of doing that. And it's all done in like this really fun animation, kind of almost like cyberpunky, but anime, Mm -hmm. but different. It's a really interesting animation style that was done. And I I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very fun. Very well done. I was sitting there watching. I was just like, this is just gorgeous. Yeah. And the, uh, the action they got in that was just Mm. wonderful. And I mean, Nimona's shape-shifting was just how cool that was and how seamless it went in. There's lots of comedy thrown in as well, mm-hmm. but it's all done in like this really like cheeky middle finger in your face manner a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's a very enjoyable movie. So like even if you are a white cis straight male like myself, I was able to fully enjoy this movie because of how great it was on its own merits. No matter no matter what, like I said, there's something there for everybody who wants it. And I want to take this like fun energy and kind of transition over into be a bit of a shadowy figure here of what were some of the things you didn't enjoy? Cause there are some things that I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't enjoy, but that I want to, I was like questioning what was going on in the movie at certain points. So what were some of like the questions I guess you had regarding some of the choices in the movie or some things you didn't like, Mike? Okay, so obviously we're going to be getting into spoilers here. Like, yeah. it's all open up. But Nimona's origin was never clearly stated. And I think that's kind of on purpose. Um, you know, she's just supposed to be kind of this enigma in that sense. But it would be kind of neat to maybe have gotten like, oh, there were more entities like Nimona out in the world. Or even within the population. Or um, maybe Glorith did change her mind at the end of her life. You know, did she really feel that way from that moment she said that uh, when she was a little girl? Because all the depictions are her as an older adult. And I, I don't know. I would have liked to get a little bit more closure with that relationship. And sort of what, what did Nimona do from then until now you know Mm -hmm. i think so that that was kind of because that's like you know centuries thousands of years uh later in between when she was banished and i put that in air quotes by glorith because glorith literally just broke her heart and so nimona sort of well so getting into some spoilers here again like we already mentioned so Glorith was a little child, a little girl at the time, and Nimona had been like trying to find her home by like shape shifting yeah, into different um different animals and trying Creatures. to go and play with them. And nobody wanted to play with Nimona, no matter what. They all it's thought so she was different. They shunned her until she met Glorith. And Glorith accepted her and played with her and hung out with her, and she accepted her for the shape-shifting ability, not, like, in spite of that. Like, there were scenes of them running around in Nimona shape-shifting in different things and playing with Glorith that way. But then Glorith's parents were prejudiced against Nimona, 
And Glorith ended up kind of siding with her parents as a little child, though. So before she really knew much, knew any better, it was like she was following her parents' example of shunning the difference, different monster or shunning the person that's different. And she turned on Nimona, and they basically kind of kicked her out of their community. And so, like, the whole founding of this whole dome and city stuff is built on this lie, pretty much, that Glorith was this crazy, like, right, self-righteous woman who killed all these monsters to make way for the civilization. And we just don't see that, and we don't know, like, if that actually happened or if it's, like, some fabrication that was made up to kind of build up Glorith's legend. Or, like, did Glorith ever regret the decision she made? Like, you don't really know because you don't ever mm-hmm. dive into that part of her life there. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of kind of unopened avenues. But at the same time, I understand because this movie was an hour and 40 minutes it was a or so. Long for, it was long for an animated movie, yeah. But it was good. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It was an hour. Sorry, it was like an hour and 39 minutes at like 99 minute running mm. time. But yeah, it was it was it felt it, it did I mean it didn't overstay its welcome all, by no. any means. But I mean there could definitely be like a pneumonia too. Oh, I hope there is. But I don't know if there will be. Um so just getting into one of the my biggest complaints about the movie. It's a really small nitpick, but <laughs> when Ballister kills the queen, he does so unknowingly again, like he doesn't try to kill the queen, but he has, he has his weapon swapped, and somebody controls to kill the queen. And his um, his lover, Golden Loin, cuts his arm off, and Ballister immediately like builds himself a robotic arm and attaches that on. And it's like no big deal to him that he lost his arm. I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, you didn't like care that your lover just handicapped you, and then yeah. <laughs> no mention well, to it, it ever again. <laughs> I mean, they do. He he says, like, you know, I can't, I'm not blaming him for it because it's complicated. Right. You could, he does say that kind of continuously to Nimona, uh without really getting into detail. But he's like, he was, tra- we were trained. That's what we were trained to do. Yeah. And so it's almost like I understand because I would have done the same exact thing. And I do like later on in the movie when Golden Loin's like talking to the director and the director asks him, what's wrong? And he has this sort of moment where he like tells her everything that's going on in his head, but it's just in his head he's doing this. And in real life, he just says, I'm fine. But in his head, there was a, a part of it where he's like, I just cut off my boyfriend's arm. Yeah. What? What? I know I was trained to, but like, who does that? Uh, so it does acknowledge it in some way, but you're right. It, there wasn't really too much loss to it. Because, like, what I meant by it is, like, Ballister himself never goes to, like, the mourning period of, oh, my God, I don't have an arm anymore. He just goes right into making himself a robotic arm and starts using it just like a normal arm. And so, like, yeah. I thought that part, was that transition was a little odd, but it was it worked, they, I felt like, for the, what they were doing in the movie. Yeah. And I think there, too, was, like, some time in between when he had killed the queen, lost his arm, and when he built the arm... We just didn't really get that yeah. transition. But so let's dive into some of the things that are a little bit different from the the webcomic that I thought was interesting. So You take the reins here. Alright, so in in the webcomic, 
It's not Ballister the Bold. It's Ballister Blackheart. And he is mm. actually evil. As opposed to this anti... Well, not even an anti-hero. This hero who's framed for something he didn't actually do in the movie. He is actually what they paint him to be in the comics, apparently. And I thought that was so interesting. Because I think the choice to do what they did with Ballister in the movie... It's just so much more pungent, so much more (laughs) complex and offers a lot more entertainment than making just a straight up, I'm going to kill you villain, which is what Ballister Blackheart seems to be from a cursory look at the comics. Um, But what what would be your thoughts, Mike, if they would have portrayed Ballister that way? I think it would have been... I don't know. I don't think it would have been as interesting. Yeah. Because in this way, it's like you feel for him because you know he didn't do it. And it really helps punctuate the point of um, classism, right? He was framed because he wasn't an elite. And later on, you learn from the director that, oh, it's because this would have been the first crack in the wall. And really what she means is that the institution that she has lived her entire life upholding would be starting to crumble the system, if you will. Right, right. And uh, by this progressive queen. And so she's like, I'm going to use the person that would ruin this system and the person who is implementing the laws to ruin the system, and I'm going to use them to sort of two birds, one stone, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that worked really well. But him being a villain already... mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think it would have been as... I don't think we, I would have emphasized with his character as much as I did. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And that's why I brought it up. It's like one of the better decisions I feel like they made for the movie here because it just made it so much more compelling for him as a character to know he's this good dude at, at his heart and he wants to actually you know, do right, serve the queen faithfully, gets framed and then it's to prove his innocence as opposed to just going on a maniacal villain quest to do it. And it also made the relationship with him and Nimona that much more interesting, I feel like, as well. Because Nimona is this chaotic being where she needs to be kind of reeled in and is kind of taught humanity again by Ballister. Mm. And that whole relationship between Nimona and Ballister is so pivotal to what makes the movie great. And so I think that without that humanity side coming to Nimona from Ballister, because he's a good person, it wouldn't have been as successful, in my opinion, as it was. Agreed. And you brought up a really good point there by saying their relationship. Because in a way, he does like try to rein her in um, and then realizes he can't. And that's, you know, kind of the essence of Nimona. She is Nimona. He's like, what are you? Nimona. Yeah. Even though she's like this shapeshifter and all this other stuff. Like, that is her explanation. And, you know, he does try to sort of not control her. Kind of control her in a way. He tries to control her at first and is unsuccessful until he accepts her and allows Mm -hmm. her. Builds that relationship. Exactly. Allows her to be. And they sort of find a, they find a, like a middle. Exactly. Yeah. She realizes she can't be so like out there and like still be like the the person or the or the being rather that she needs to be to help Ballister. 
Or that she wants to Yeah, be. or that she wants to I be. mean, yeah. she's she is that way at the beginning because she's been hurt. Yeah. Again, this is, I think, when we talked about issues we had, this was my issue is that, like, there's been 4,000 years. It can't just be Glorith and then Ballister, right? There should have been other instances throughout all of this where Nimone was doing stuff. Well, because, like, you see that Nimona's in the city, in the dome. So I find it hard to believe that she, like, laid low and didn't do anything else over the time period. But is what it is. <laughs> I know. It was, as I said, an excellent film. Highly recommend this to anyone. Yeah. Definitely um, would recommend wa- watching this. You know, I plan on watching it again. <laughs> Watching it again. I'm glad you like it that much because uh, I told you I that it was good. <laughs> it is so good. So good. And I will definitely be checking out the webcomic at some point to hopefully make some comparisons between the two. All right. Well, that's what we got for you for Nimona. We hope you check it out. We hope you love it as much as we do. And let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think. It's going to be two nerds signing off. See ya. See ya. Nimona.